0: And we are live here once again, found ourselves on the Wednesday, right? The midweek Bible study session, and it is indeed the theme of our day here on the podcast. Uh, We're going through the book of Genesis, and uh, our last location was in chapter 21. We had gone through verses 1 through 8, and uh, today we're going to plow through verses 9 uh, through 19. And when I say plow through, I mean, you know, obviously we want to see the text, read the text, and uh, recognize the context of the text within the text, 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 and uh, we want to see the information that's available there, inspired literature, of course, and allowing us some informa- uh, some, some practical applications for our Christian faith and uh, our walk with our Master uh, today in our current era. And so that's what we're going to do. Stefan Maya is my name. Addedsouls.com is the website. We are the Early Bird Podcast Sessions. This morning I'm at 9.40 a.m. over here at Atlantic Daylight Time. So, uh, you know, uh, we want to move forward with this. And we do hope and pray you find uh, some substance in the information being uh, produced. And if you do, well, here comes the... Um, what do they call that now, the housekeeping, <laughs> some housekeeping stuff, be sure to subscribe to the channel, be sure to follow, to like, to give a rumble, to um, give a comment and uh, emojis or wherever you're viewing this anyways, and um, participate. You know, hopefully it holds uh, <clears throat> some value and it is indeed beneficial to your to your life. Uh, that's why we do, and if you do find such things uh, profitable for, for your spiritual well-being, uh, consider getting involved and partaking. You can certainly sign up to addedsouls.locals.com. It is our freedom community, and over there you can choose to support the Added Souls Ministry uh, monthly, and that indeed is a uh, warmly received uh, uh, support, and you will have access to um, exclusive content, of course, reports and updates and things going on over here as we continue to minister along with the east coast church of christ over on the east coast of canada good stuff so uh over here in the text genesis chapter 21 we have sarah turning against hagar right something's going on again and hey what did what did we really forecast did we expect anything other than some turmoil within the household when you have yourselves uh yourself two 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 women Uh, Two different children and uh, some very unfaithful and sinful, unwise decisions made by Abraham and uh, Sarah. And now, well, you know, the resume has come to roost, if you will. And there are things taking place in which is going to cause a withdrawal, a separation of the household that is currently, of course, um, trying to navigate through all this chaos and we remind ourselves, as we did the last session and every other session, when we rely on our own emotions and our own ways, uh, our judgment is subjective. It's not righteous. It, it, it's not going to be according to God's way. And when you see uh, people doing what God says, well, things go better in life, don't they? doesn't mean it'll be easy it just means we'll, we'll know how to deal with things as they come along. And we won't be the creators of uh, uh, the chaos, if you will. Just the individuals who try to navigate through it as we live this life in this fallen world. And in verses 1 through 8 of chapter 21, we had seen and I had highlighted God's work. You know, God had said. So it says, God said, God did, God promised, God spoke. And God commanded and that's kind of what we highlighted in our first uh, session of chapter 21 and that's important because we get to see how God operates in this here time through uh, uh, mankind and his divine purpose uh, through the ancestry of Abraham in which was promised and they should have known that and to our remembrance as I elaborated on last session. um, Sarah and Abraham should have been patient and should have had trust in God and not seek to uh, expedite something in which was God's to uh, operate, you know. It was not up to Abraham and Sarah when the child would be conceived. It was up to God, and God had the right time for it, and they didn't want to wait for that. And they came up with all kinds of excuses uh, to uh, speed up the process. And uh, the result of that, of course, was an Egyptian woman, a maidservant named Hagar, who bore Abraham a son, Ishmael. Uh, Yeah, because of God hearing Hagar, in yet again another moment of uh, separation and chaos in the household. And of course this was not God's design from the very beginning. God has not authorized polygamous relationships or anything like that, but during this time God suffered long in this law, and uh, the patriarch, if you will, Uh, to accomplish Genesis 3.15, which was the coming Messiah, the coming Son of God. And uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of what's going on. I find it quite fascinating, interesting, greatly so, how God is capable of taking um, our, um, how should I say, our sinful decisions which go against him, which are lawless, uh, and he's capable of taking from our chaos— And still govern his will forward and that's amazing to me because we are agents of free will the Bible is uh, filled with information revealing human nature and God's nature and our free will towards uh, his uh, testament and uh, we can choose to obey or we can choose to reject Christ would say such even in the New Testament among his own people saying you were unwilling which, of course, necessitates the fact that they would have the ability to be willing. If you can choose to be unwilling, then, again, logically speaking, our nature would allow us to be blessed with the ability to be willing. And that is true indeed. We are free-willed agents. God has created us in such a way, not as robots. He did not create us uh, preconceived either for hell or heaven. He has allowed us the decision to make. He certainly has pre-planned the location of salvation and has made the gospel available to all who seek peace and freedom, forgiveness of sins, legal citizenship in his kingdom. So the pre-planned location is available to all mankind, and all mankind have free will to choose to say yes or no to the gospel. Uh, So don't go believing false teachers out there uh, who have managed to manipulate a great many vulnerable minds who are ignorant of the scriptures and can be easily persuaded to follow paths that are uh, very foreign and hostile to the scriptures, to the inspired text. And so here we find ourselves in chapter 21 of Genesis. We've been going through Genesis as our midweek studies here on Wednesday's podcast sessions. And we're going to find out now what takes place regarding Sarah turning against Hagar. Yet again. (laughs) Yet again. Well, two women sharing one man. Two women having uh, a child by this man. I mean, come on. It's a mess. Even though Hollywood or TV would try to normalize this very thing, as I am certain mankind in their fallen ways have tried to do uh, throughout history, it's always ended up with a mess. just is. You know, can only put uh, whipped cream on a cow patty for so long until folks are like, hey, man, this don't taste right. (laughs) It smelled okay. I mean, it looked like sugar, but once I took a bite in there, man, something's wrong. Yeah, it's called sin. Welcome to the club, buddy. Now what do we do? Oh, yeah, Jesus, that's right. We need to walk forward with them. Okay, so in chapter 21, verses 9 and following, I'm going to put that up on the screen so you and I can follow along with the text so you'll know that it's just not me making up stuff here. No, we're reading what it's saying. And you can certainly do so on your own time and dime and uh, look into it further, and I certainly encourage that. Don't ever take my word for it. I may be wrong. But the Bible, oh, the Bible's always right. So if you're going to do something, follow the Bible. That's the way you want to do things, right? Huh? Okay, Genesis chapter 21, verses 9 through 21. Let me put that up on the screen. There we go. Slide in my cam. All right. We're, uh, we're rolling, man. Now, Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had born to Abraham, mocking. So, from what I can gather grammatically, within the context of things taking place, Um, Hagar's son is mocking Sarah. Sarah saw the son of Hagar. That would be Ishmael. And it's interesting how the text would point out, Moses would write, the Egyptian. (laughs) Right? He's, this here, uh, description categorizes this individual according to his and her culture and nationality of sorts, if you will. They are Egyptians. They are not uh, of the ancestral promise found within Abraham, though they certainly can become the recipients and had been of the camp, the church, if you will, quote unquote, speaking of principal ways. Um, I just find it interesting how the text inspired certainly does recognize the difference there and wants to make sure the individuals reading are well aware of whom it is being spoken of. Well, the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, Ishmael, whom she had born to Abraham. Hagar had a son with Abraham. His name, this son, was Ishmael. Well, he's mocking. Okay? And Sarah saw that. Sarah saw that. And so... Therefore, she said to Abraham, Sarah turns around to Abraham and says, drive out this maid. <laughs> She's not even worthy of being spoken of by her name. This, this thing, this creature. Like all of a sudden, you know, she had no part to play with this woman named Hagar. Yeah, drive out this maid and her son, Ishmael. For the son of this maid This thing, this creature, shall not be an heir with my son Isaac. I say so. (laughs) It's interesting language because here she has found Sarah speaking these things to Abraham in chapter 21, verse 10. But if you just go back a few pages in your Bible to chapter 16, verse 2, Sarah said to Abraham, Now behold, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Is that true? No. No. No, you go back to the archived video study of our podcast session regarding chapter 16 and the context and what's being said. No, God didn't do that. She's trying to create credibility to justify what she's about to do. And to do that, she has to become the victim. It's not my fault. It's God's fault. So because it's God's fault and we got to do things in our own way now, we got to take the law in our own hand. Well, uh, please go into my maid. Oh, ownership, my. Oh, well, well, well. It went from my to, what does she say now in chapter 21? What does she say now in chapter 21? Drive out this maid. It ain't my maid no more, is it? (laughs) Well, 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 don't we do that. Don't we do that. We shouldn't. Oh, we shouldn't, but this is is the mess that we place ourselves into when we choose not to follow God. It's God's fault, so I got to do things my way now. Yeah, that don't work out well for mankind every time we've been able to record the very witnessed events and conclusion of such a path. No, 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 no. So in chapter 16, verse 2, Sarah has quite a different perspective with her maid. It's her maid. She's mine. Yeah, and why don't you go into her? Have relations with Hagar, right? And maybe, maybe I'll be able to obtain a son through her. Still very, uh, like selfish in the thought, right? Take my maid, have relations with her, and maybe she'll give me a son. <laughs> well, you know, she's Hagar's a human being. I know she's an Egyptian and all, but she's a human being, and she's going to carry a child in her womb. I mean, to the vast majority of women uh, who have a child in their womb, there's a deep emotional investment there. you know there's there, there's there's something very unique there. One would say, holy, what's that? Well, simply set apart unique, different to each. It's very it's it, it's very common to the natural realm of procreation. Yeah, 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 okay but from that, each individual woman has, been created in the image of God. She is part of humankind and she has been blessed in childbirth and child uh, 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 in her, a child in her womb and so you know, it's a bit insens- insensitive to say the least I suppose. <laughs> Take her have, have, and maybe she'll give me a child. Well, if Hagar is to be found with child, Hagar has a child. It's her child. Anyways, a bit of a chasing the squirrel there moment. But anyways, I find it quite telling. It's interesting. It's sad. It's unfortunate the way humankind thinks. We shouldn't think this way. That's why we have to rely on the way God wants us to think. That's the right way. And we should want to think his way. Because if we want to think the way God wants us to think, it's a good way to live. And it's pleasing to him. And it, of course, ultimately will have us eternally at peace with our Lord and Master in the heavenly realms. Okay, so chapter 16, verse 2, of course, Sarah has quite a different view of Hagar. My Hagar. In chapter 21, this maid, you know, this thing. <laughs> Get rid of it. I don't like what's happening. So therefore, she said to Abraham, drive out this maid and her son. For the son of this maid shall not be an heir with my son Isaac. No? No? Well, what happened there from chapter 16 to chapter 21? Change of mind, huh? Sometimes that's what happens, don't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, the matter distressed Abraham greatly, obviously, because of his son. Here I am with these two women, and I've got a son with one and a son with the other. Well, they are my sons. After all, you know, it, 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 they do come from my seed, there is indeed some ancestral connection there and some emotional ties that are difficult to navigate through and discern. However, if he, again, uh, would have made the right decisions from the very beginning, he would not have to be dealing with these things. But, you know, God's going God's to gonna intervene, of course, divine intervention here and uh, show his mercy and grace towards mankind. So the matter distressed Abraham greatly. Because of his son? Well, of course. Of course. But God said to Abraham, Do not be distressed because of the lad and your maid. Don't allow yourself to be consumed by anxiety and sorrow or depression regarding Ishmael and Hagar. Whatever Sarah tells you, listen to her. For through Isaac, your descendants shall be named. Okay, it's not because Sarah is somehow the voice of all reason. It's because what she is saying is in accordance with the promise. For through Isaac, your descendants shall be named. See, I God had told them this. And again, if they would have simply trusted in God, there wouldn't be no reason... For distress. But there is distress, and God is telling him, Look, what Sarah's saying is in accordance to my will, which is the promise to your ancestral lineage. Through Isaac, your descendants shall be named. And of course, quite different than Ishmael, which would be wild, wouldn't he? A wild donkey. He's against everyone and everyone's against him. And that, of course, is the consequence we even live now today in our current era. That's how bad this was <laughs> regarding this, uh, these two sons and these two directions in life for mankind. And uh, of the son of the maid, he says in, ver- in, in, in verse 13. And of the son of the maid, I will make a nation also because he is your descendant. You see, because of the blessing Abraham received from God, out of necessity, as a just God, to the promise, Isaac, but to, uh, um, to the blessing of Abraham's uh, seed, uh, there's going to be uh, a nation from Ishmael. Because he is your descendant. It goes back to you, Abraham. You know, it's you made you you made a bad decision in going into Hagar and producing a son, but now the consequences are activated and things are set forth for humanity regarding this very another very pivotal moment uh, for mankind. So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread, took some nourishment there, got up early, make sure to you know, have things prepared and ready in a skin of water and gave them to Agar. Well, that would have been difficult, man. That's a hard sacrifice. You know, and Abraham's life has been sacrificed, hasn't it? God wants him to pick up and go somewhere else, leaving behind his uh, his people, his securities, if you will. Uh, he, did, he He did so. And so though we find Abraham being a human being, And as a human being of independent accountability, he chose to make some bad decisions, some sinful decisions that have consequences. Well, 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 don't that sound like us today still at this hour, right? We Christians who are faithful, we certainly do sacrifice for our Lord and Master because he died on the cross for our sins. What are we going to say? Well, you know, I don't know if I want to sacrifice that. God gave his son. What excuse do you really have not to give him everything yourself to him? Well, though that is the case in faithful Christians, and we do walk in the light, at times we get discouraged. At times we take it upon ourselves and say, well, God's not giving me this quick enough, so I'm going I'm to make it happen quicker. And uh, that's a bad decision. I'm going to live through the consequences. Consequences. So here's one of the consequences. Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar, putting them on her shoulder and gave her the boy, Ishmael, his son, and sent her away. Now, that must have been difficult. We've got time that has taken place here. Man, you know, there's emotional moments that have taken place here. There have been intimate moments. There have been moments of conversation. There's been a relationship cultivated in this disorderly household and though this is god's way forward it must have been hard on abraham i'm putting myself in his shoes being like you know i love these women i love my sons now i have to send off one of these women with one of my sons and uh, could have been certain death. Who knows? The uncertainty is forward, and I, I don't know, man. That must have hurt. Putting them on her shoulder and gave her the boy and sent her away, and she departed. She departed and wandered about in the wilderness of Beersheba. Beersheba. So off she goes to a different geographical location in a time of uncertainty for a woman and her son. I mean, it's just, it's quite sad, isn't it? But again, it's not God's fault. Remember what remember what happened when Sarah said it's God's fault. Yeah, it's God's fault. So let's do things our way. Go into my maid. She'll give me a son. Yeah, that didn't work out. Now look what you're dealing with. Now look at the resume's uh, fruits. I mean, look what's taking place now. This is a hard moment for them once again. So when the water in the skin was used up, she left the boy under one of the bushes. And that's sad. That's sad. Imagine it being a mother and you're at your wits' end and you know your son's going to die. Are you going to want to watch him die? How does this work? Then she went and sat down opposite him, her son Ishmael. And this is the thing this is difficult to understand. Many people make it difficult to understand, if you will. It isn't difficult to understand, I suppose, if you just take God's word for it. But We tend to not take God's word for it and uh, govern ourselves in great uh, complexity that need only a very simple uh, answer. Ishmael was born innocent, a child, conceived from his conception to the moment of independence. he, He was a child. He was innocent. He belonged to God. A lot of controversy these days regarding certain celebrities and famous individuals and political puns on media regarding Hitler, right? Well, Hitler was a bad dude. He was a murderer. He almost conquered the world under this communist social utopia he thought he was creating by extinguishing mankind that was against his agenda. He's a bad dude. Evil. You know, evil and bad probably don't even closely describe how horrific this individual was, along with all dictators that have been recorded in history. But you know what? Hitler was a little baby once. Hitler was a little baby once. That's right. Jeffrey Dahmer was a little baby once. Cute little baby. It's not God's fault. It's not God's fault. It's the brutality and violence and sinful ways of mankind upon a child weaning him up in various ways of trauma into which this child once reaching independence chooses to go with the chaos chooses to adapt the sinful way of life and to produce all all kinds of horrific uh, things horrific activities so Ishmael's a child and Hagar's a mother and That must have been very painful. She's thrown away pretty much by the man she bore a son to. And now here she is. She's run out of provisions to make sure they can sustain their human bodies. And she just can't bear she just can't bear it. I mean, what am I gonna do? Look at my son while he dies? So she went down and sat opposite him. About a bow, showed, a bow shot, a bow shot, a bow shot, yeah, a bow shot away. For she said, do not let me see the boy die. Imagine saying that as a mother. Do you understand how sorrowful that is? That's, that's just so, so tragic to me. Uh, you know, being a father married to my wife who is a mother and we have children and it just hits home, doesn't it? It, it just, it's so sad. And she sat opposite him and lifted up her voice and wept. Well, what would you have done? I've experienced sorrow. I've lived on this earth 46 years. I've seen loved ones pass before my eyes. Uh, I've had to say bye to close friends. Um, whether it be suicide, murder, drug and alcohol addiction, uh, you name it. Uh, or disease. Or disease cancer, Alzheimer's, uh, that kind of stuff. I've seen it. So um, it's difficult. What do you do? You do that. You lift up your voice and weep. You talk to God. And sometimes we talk to God in a broken, humble way, seeking mercy, seeking guidance. Sometimes our heart is deviated and contaminated by hate and we're angry at God. and We don't understand why this is allowed to happen. When if we'd have sober thoughts, we'd know why it's sin. We live in a fallen world. We make sinful decisions, and we receive the consequences of that. And so she lifted up her voice and wept uh, towards God, and God heard the lad crying. God knows. God loves. Some brethren who are pharisaical in uh, in their delivery and in their hearts with a diatrophic mind, Uh, they teach God to be some kind of a cruel tyrant uh, and uh, have no compassion towards us. And one says, well, how can you? Well, because of Jesus, that's why. Christ walked among us. Jesus walked among us. He had compassion for us. I mean, he came to, he was sent to die for us. I, I would like to think we are important a little bit, right? Well, not just a little bit, a whole bunch, right? Anyways, it just angers me sometimes the way Some uh, wolves in sheep's clothing teach the text uh, to their own selfish agenda, making God out to be some kind of a uh, a tyrant in the sky who has absolutely no uh, connection or compassion uh, for us. Well, that's just not the case at all. God is just, and God's wrath is real, and uh, it is righteous. Uh, God hates sin, and he hates uh, a great many things the scriptures reveal. Plainly so written... (laughs) Here are things God hates. Okay, so someone says God's not capable of hating. Well, then you've not been reading his word clearly. God most certainly hates. He hates sin. He hates things that destroy us and destroy our relationship and fellowship with him. Wouldn't you as a father towards your children hate things that your children would participate in that would uh, strain and separate the relationship? Of course you would because why? Because you love them. You are emotionally invested. You are compassionate towards them. So God heard the lad crying and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, "What is the matter with you, Hagar? Do not fear, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is." You can God's will is to be fulfilled and it can so be fulfilled through his mercy, his grace. Obviously, recognizing uh, the situation here being witnessed and recorded. So God heard the lad crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What is the matter with you, Hagar? Like, why are you, uh, I suppose, right? Well, it's not because he don't know. Let's let's make sure we understand that. God's asking a question not because he's void of the answer. He already knows the answer. It's for the purpose and benefit of mankind so that she would look inwardly and think. And this, of course, took place now over in chapter 16, which is interesting to me. The scriptures are quite fascinating. I'm telling you, if you just start searching this treasure map, I'm telling you, it's just it's beautiful. So in chapter 16, God also, of course, spoke uh to to her and in chapter 21 now again a conversation takes place and i find that fascinating how how this is revealed so god heard the lad crying and the angel of god called to hagar from heaven and said to her what is the matter with you hagar like she needs to look inwardly at the answer here it's not because god doesn't know it's because she needs to answer that she's looking in the mirror now and that is indeed the power of the scriptures the scriptures will have you look in the mirror and reveal who you truly are, and who your, uh, who, uh, who what it is you truly uh, follow in life. Your heart it will reveal your heart before your very eyes in the mirror. That's the power of the Bible. That's why folks hate the Bible. You either hate the Bible or love the Bible. You'll hate the Bible if the be, because the Bible is is revealing you. It's exposing you in the mirror who you truly are, where your heart is truly at. Uh, those who love the Bible, of course, have been ter- have been changed by the Bible because we've understood the love therein, and we've chosen to follow love, and God is love. And so it has taken what was unclean in the mirror and has cleaned it by the power of Jesus Christ. So we love the Bible. Give me the Bible. I want the Bible. I need the Bible. I have to have the Bible. If I can't have the Bible near me, man, I'll I'll be most miserable. So God heard the lad crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What is the matter with you, Hagar? Do not fear, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. Okay, Arise, lift up the lad, and hold him by the hand, for I will make a great nation of him. Comfort him, go to him. Don't tell me God doesn't care. Don't tell me God does not have the power and ability to recognize compassion, sorrow, hurt, pain, discouragement, uncertainty. He sees these things within us and he seeks to remedy the situation through his promise. Follow his word and you will be comforted. You will have the desired result. Forgiveness, life. They were facing death. Death was knocking at the door. God said, Sarah, uh, sorry, Hagar, Hagar, why do you remain focused on death? Don't be focused on death. I'll tell you how you can focus on life. Arise, lift up the lad, and hold him by the hand. That is indeed an affection that would soothe the child, the lad. My mother, my mother, whom he thought she had perhaps abandoned, perhaps confused on what was going to be taking place. Famished. Tired. Given up. All that's left now is to focus on death. No, don't do that. Don't focus on death. We find ourselves in quite quite some desperate times, do we, as human beings? I know what that's about. When you are broken, and it feels like broken beyond repair. You're just about to give up. You might even entertain taking your own life. That's how desperate and sad this experience on this earth may come for for you and I. And then we start to only see death and focus on death. God says, don't do that. Lift up the lad. Hold him by the hand. For I will make a great nation of him. Now again... This was going to be a a difficult one, wasn't it? Because Ishmael was going to be everyone's enemy and everyone was going to be his enemy and it was going to make a mess and a mess that we still currently live in consequence today. But yet still, for the fulfillment of the plan and the mercy moving forward, this moment is given to this woman and her child. So then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water and she went and filled the skin with water and gave the lad a drink. And that's something. Look at how the text is revealed. God opened her eyes. It doesn't say God supernaturally made a well of water appear instantaneously. No, look at at the text. God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. I wonder, do we allow God to open our eyes today? do we? If we allow God to open our eyes today, and how does that happen? Reading his word. How do you think it happened for her? Words. He spoke words to her. Arise, lift up the lad, and hold him by the hand, for I will make a great nation of him. Words. If we receive his word, then he will open our eyes to the gospel. And what happened to the Ethiopian eunuch whose eyes had been opened by the word of God. What did he tell Philip, the evangelist there, on that deserted road? Right? Acts chapter 8? Are you following me? What happened when his eyes had been opened? Look, water, what prevents me from being baptized? Well, of course, Philip asked him, do you believe in Jesus Christ? And the Ethiopian eunuch said, yes, I do. And so Philip knew he qualified to become a child of God, to have his sins washed away. And so they both went down into the water, and Philip immersed him. And it was not the power of the water, and it was not the power of Philip. It was the power of Jesus Christ calling on his name. And so they both came up out of that water. Philip was snatched away by the Spirit for another mission, and the Ethiopian eunuch went on his way rejoicing. Why? Because he had been born out of water and the Spirit. He had been born again, washed of his sins, Acts 22, 16, clothed with Christ, Galatians 3, 26, 27, spiritually operated on, Colossians 2, and 12. He had been buried with Christ, Romans 6, 3, and 4. It's what saves, Mark 16, 16. Peter said so, 1 Peter 3:21. It was indeed the information given to all who had a receptive ear, Acts 2.38, God has a plan with water, and we be wise to be honest of heart as students of the scriptures, allowing him to open our eyes through his written word. Well, God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water, and she went and filled the skin with water and gave the lad a drink. From certain death to now life. See, we are dying in our sins. But if we allow ourselves to hear the word of God and to believe what he has said, we shall indeed repent of our sins and qualify to be immersed, plunged, dipped, submerged, clothed, buried, baptizo, baptizo, fully immersed, right? Yeah, of course, born again. Life. Life, you don't need to die. Hagar and her son need not die. She just needed to obey the word of God. And in such, her eyes opened and life in the water to sustain the body. God was with the lad, it says in verse 20. And he grew and he lived in the wilderness and became an archer. Interesting how the Bible speaks, don't you think? Did you catch that? Did you catch this uh this one this gem see the word here archer see the word here archer look at this look I'll show you something are you with me i want to show you something where were we now let's see here i'm going to show you something I'm going to trip you out man i'm going to show you something really trippy I'm going to be real trippy man look at this let me see something here Where's the verse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at this. Look at this. Verse 16. Then she went and sat down opposite him. Remember, they're focused on death. There's no other way forward. Look at this. Look at this. Then she went and sat down opposite him about a bow shot away. Oh, come on. Come on. You see that? Bow shot away. That's the distance she was from her son. Focused on death. Desperately famished. There's no other path forward. We give up. A bow shot away. (laughs) Come on, man. Are you with me? This is verse 16. Hagar is a bow shot away from Ishmael. Now, let's go back down here. What does it say that Ishmael became? An archer. An archer. You do get it, right? The bow shot? The archer? Okay, cool. So he lived in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother took a wife for him from the land of Egypt. Oh yeah, she's an Egyptian. She's an Egyptian. And that, my dear friends, concludes the section or the portion of study we will be having on this here Wednesday midweek study. Fascinating stuff. truly interesting to me how uh, how this is revealed, how this is is extended our way uh, for our reception. I just to me it's just truly remarkable, noteworthy uh, to say the least how, how that happens. And we learn throughout it all, don't we? We, we learn what's happening here. Listen. we need to trust God. We need to allow him to open our eyes. Things may seem quite desperate for us. We may find ourselves going through some very difficult moments in life, right? Loss of loved ones, separations, divorces, perhaps, persecution, health-related, health-related hostilities, Um, we may be having to go through or address some very difficult moments in our life. And uh, I think it wise to call on His name in prayer as we weep, as we find ourselves uncertain or filled with anxiety, and seek His instruction. And if we do that, and we open His word, And we meditate on his word. We we read his word. We allow his word to infiltrate the inner thoughts of our being. And we see it through an honest and pure eye, a humble, poor in spirit mind, a humble mind. um, He'll give us the instruction. He'll open our thoughts to the direction of his will uh, because he's wrote it. So there need not be any confusion. It's in his word. He wrote. He wrote it. (laughs) That's comforting to me, to know we can rely on his word. And uh, to the context of the day, and and humankind and uh, Uh, our decisions to do things against God or against his instruction leads us to some very difficult moments. Abraham having once again to say goodbye to a woman He had relations with and had attachments to and which bore him a son. As a parent, it'd be quite difficult. I mean, you have seen the things he's had to go through. Abraham had to go through that moment with Isaac in which his faith was tested, his loyalty was tested, and it was again for the benefit of mankind to understand something in all humbleness towards God. He's had to go through some very difficult and uncertain moments regarding foreigners, the Egyptians, because he made poor decisions and not being transparent with them and not trusting God's instruction and the promise he had given him. Yet he is mankind. You and I, we are mankind, humankind. And uh, we choose to, to neglect the word of God. And we come to moments like this in life. Um... If we neglect the word of God and we find ourselves wed to an individual uh, who um, is going to give us a lot of problems. And then we find ourselves perhaps at a moment in life where, man, things have really taken in the years and the abuse. And (sighs) you kind of want to, uh, you are tempted to focus on death all of the time. Look at the world and its current landscape here in our era. It's a fallen nation, The West has fallen. Foreign threat and godless, immoral uh, individuals are in control and power of our public life. It's easy for us to be tempted into focusing solely on doom and gloom, death and destruction, war and tyranny. For that is the forecast of things we see, those of us who have read history books. Well, let's go to God in prayer. Let us bring our sorrows to him, our concerns to him. He'll open our mind to the to His Word. We keep reading it. There's nothing miraculous here. It's practical. You read His Word. You study His Word. You believe His Word. You do what His Word says. There you go. God's opened your eyes. You're led by the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's how that works, man. I appreciate all the viewership. By all means, please subscribe to the channel if you find any value in the sub in the material being produced. Uh, Give us a rumble, that little plus sign. Thumbs up if you're over on other social media platforms. Give us a comment. Share the link far and wide. And if you want to support the Added Souls ministry, you can sign up to addedsouls.locals.com and you can support their monthly. It helps us grow, of course, the content, the studio, the work. And um, it's all for the the glory of our Lord and Master. It's all to the praise uh, of the great I Am right? As Christians, that's what we do. So the itinerary, of course, you can check out in the show notes. If you find something there interesting, by all means, you can follow along. We go live from Monday to Friday, and uh, it is the early bird sessions. We typically do go live prior to noon time, sometimes around 9 a.m., 10 a.m., along those lines. But uh, yeah, we'd love to have you around and uh, learn with us and participate, engage this kind of stuff. We got ourselves a very good viewership today, and typically we do. Typically we do get in the 20s, 30s. I've seen it also in the 40s, I think. 46, I think, was uh, uh, our record thus far. And it's not bad for uh, for this channel here on Rumble. But, uh, yeah, we'll continue with verses uh, 20 to 34, probably. I'll see what's taking place there uh, for next Wednesday's, Wednesday's session. Lord willing, tomorrow... We'll have ourselves a topical discussion. We'll bring up a topic and uh, dive into that. If you do have any suggestions for the week's itinerary and you would like to send that my way, please do so. You can do so in the comment thread or send me an email, addedsouls at gmail.com. Again, my website, addedsouls.com. You can contact me through there. I am a minister for the East Coast Church of Christ over here in New Brunswick, Canada. And you can check out our website, eastcoastchurchofchrist.com. And uh, we certainly do love you. We appreciate you a great deal. We thank God for our supporters. And we do pray that uh, other partakers of the Edit Souls Ministry and the wonderful work in this mission will take hold of uh, what is available and uh, become part of the family, part of the team, if you will. Is that okay? Is that good? Stay focused, stay positive. Lord willing, tomorrow... We see each other again. Peace out.